Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharka Foundation focused on youth mental health. In today's episode, we will be interviewing Dr. Kelly Traiano, a pediatrician at Palo Alto Medical Foundation in San Jose. She strives to give personal attention to each family and make each visit fun and memorable for the child. She also believes that prevention is better than curing avoidable problems. And each child is different and does not fit into a textbook case. And she believes that a doctor and family is a team working together in the best interest of a child. Now that we've done a little brief introduction on Dr. Traiano, Krupa and Anisha will be interviewing her about her role in treating eating disorders. So without further ado, take it away. Welcome back to another episode of Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. Once again, I'm Krupa. And I'm Anisha. Today we'll be continuing our podcast series on body dysmorphia and eating disorders with an interview with a pediatrician. Today's guest is Dr. Kelly Troiano. Thank you so much for meeting us today. Can you tell us a little bit about the work you do? Yeah, sure. Um, And thank you for having me. Um, I'm a general pediatrician, so I see children from birth all the way through 18, and I take care of general health checkups, and I help with uh, general illnesses, and also a lot of mental health issues. Great, thank you. So first off, we wanted to ask, what are your first steps when you see a teenager with any signs of body dysmorphia or an eating disorder in your clinic? Uh, Well, first I sit down with them. Um, I like to speak with them a little bit with their parents and then also a little bit by themselves. I try to figure out how uh, much insight somebody has in terms of their eating patterns, in terms of what their motivation might be, and also just to find out what the underlying issues are. So much of eating disorders are really not about the food itself, but really about other mental health issues such as anxiety and depression and control. Thank you for telling us about that. Um, I hope this kind of information will make it a lot easier for our listeners to reach out, especially to like pediatricians and things like that about their mental health. So once you start treating a patient with an eating disorder, how frequently do you have to monitor them? Um, It really depends on the case. So at the first visit, we would be doing some vital signs. Generally, we'll check weight. We try to keep that piece of confidential information, and it may sound strange, but we do try to keep that knowledge away from the patient herself, mostly because that can become such a focus of um, their eating that it can be distracting and can be counterproductive. So we do that. We do the vital signs to make sure that they're stable, uh, and we do a bunch of blood tests. Depending on what those things show, depending on how much weight that person has lost, whether her vital signs are stable or her blood work is abnormal or normal, we may follow up as early as a couple of days to make sure her vital signs are improving. Um, Or it may be that we're following up in a week or so to ensure that things have stabilized. Generally, we're going to be working together with a team. And so sometimes it depends how quickly we can put together the rest of that team in order to get her care. Thank you. I think that that's definitely really interesting to know. And I know that I didn't really understand why you would keep the weight away from the patient herself earlier. So I think that's really important for people like me or people like Krupa and I to know. So in our previous interview with Dr. Kanzode, and you also just touched on this, she talked about the team of professionals that patients with eating disorders work with during recovery. Would you be able to tell us a little bit more about what your role on this team is? 
Sure. Usually it'll be somebody that I've known for quite some time. I'm lucky as a pediatrician, I get to see people grow up. So often I have a, a relationship that's been spanning years with the family and hopefully with the patient as well. And so I think a lot of my role is really to kind of provide a bridge for the patient and the family to understand the illness, to understand kind of where the treatment is going, what parts of the treatment and why parts of the treatment are happening. It's not always intuitive to people why I might include a therapist or a psychiatrist in, in part of the team. They can usually see the nutritionist piece of it, but the other piece of it sometimes requires a little bit of finesse to kind of discuss that mental health aspect. I think also uh, it's nice to be able to, I think sometimes also provide some insight for the parents if they don't understand all the different parts and how it puts together. So, and just to be there and listen, I think that's probably my biggest role is just to listen and to let them know that I'm there for them whenever they need it. Thank you for talking about your role. I think now it would, I can really see why there's an entire team involved in the process. We also wanted to ask if the teen isn't making progress in terms of gaining weight and their vital signs, what would be the next step? It depends. Um, most of the time, if they're, if they're just not making progress, generally we'll get together uh, and talk as a team. So that might be done virtually. It might be done by phone or video. But we talk about different ways to push that forward a little bit, maybe doing less exercise or increasing the calories in some other way or getting more intensive care. There are many steps to treatment. So there can be an outpatient setup where we kind of cobble together a team. There can also be intensive outpatient uh, treatment teams, which can be a few hours or more per day and which is quite a bit more observed by the medical team. Um, so that might be part of the next step. Unfortunately, sometimes we'll see people, instead of progressing, actually turn backwards a little bit and their vital signs may become less stable or they continue to lose weight. Sometimes that can lead to hospitalization. While I'm never a fan of that, of course, we don't want anybody to go in the hospital. I do think sometimes it can be a way that that patient really gets to jumpstart their, their medical stabilization and really get plugged in with all the resources that they may need in the future. Thank you. I think I can speak for myself to say that I think that really helps me understand the severity of the situation. And so I really hope that that'll resonate with our yeah. listeners. Um, so just one final question. For any listeners who might be either dealing with a lot of body dysmorphia and maybe silently struggling right now or struggling with an eating disorder or maybe in the beginning stages, would you be able to provide some general advice for youth dealing with this? Sure. I think the first thing is that you should know that you're not alone. Many, many, many people deal with this, and it, there can be a big spectrum of what people might be focusing on. I think sometimes people feel very isolated that they may be the only one who has any issue with this at all, and they might feel guilty or they don't want to be a burden to their family. I just remind them that their family is there for them, their pediatrician's there for them, uh, their friends are there for them, and I just ask that they speak up because that's the first step to try to feel better. And nobody likes to feel lousy or unhappy, and we want to make sure that that person feels good about their body and about their health moving forward. Thank you so much for that advice. I really hope that it will resonate with our audience and anyone who is struggling. And with that comes the end of our interview today. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. You are listening to Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation. As part of our youth series, we will be releasing new episodes every Friday. So make sure to continue to check those out. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and thank you so much for listening.